Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music or at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. We have a special announcement, guys. We are just a few shows away from our 100th episode and are looking for the most epic show opener and review to kick off the next 100. Leave a review on iTunes and call 315-834-2696 to leave your most creative show opener for us. Thank you so much to Stacey Shapiro for calling us awesome, fun, and informative. She wrote in, I am loving this podcast. Meredith and Tiffany pack every episode with tons of amazing content, guests, and interviews that will motivate, uplift, and inspire you. I highly recommend. Thank you. That sounds way better than our show. I know. I was going to say, like, (laughs) I feel like she's giving us too much credit, but we'll take it. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. We, We do appreciate it. She might, you know be lying a little but otherwise totally our show so i'm your host meredith masony and i'm your host tiffany jenkins this podcast will discuss all things marriage motherhood and everything in between please remember we're not professionals at anything you may actually need so any advice we give you you can take or leave because it might be crap (sighs) on today's episode uh we actually have guests and they're wonderful Uh, So we have Danielle and Adam from Marriage and Martinis, and we have had just Danielle on the show before, correct? That is correct. But I've had both of you on my Facebook Live before. That is also correct. Wow, yes. Okay, look at me. Look at me. It's only 1030 in the morning. Look, I got my shit together. Okay, (laughs) so... Uh, and you guys have a pot. I said you guys have your podcast, but they're here today. We're going to chat. We're going to talk about nonsense, ridiculous things, marriage, everything that goes together. But we usually start. Um, oh, wait, I'm jumping the gun. This was written. Yeah, backwards. you forgot all about Randy's daughter. So today we, need we have to- Randy's daughter opening things up for us. Be sure to call us at 315-834-2696 and leave us a message so you can open the show for us. Welcome to Take It or Leave It, two struggling moms that don't know what they're doing. I love this show. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want to cry. <laughs> that was the cutest show opener we've ever had. Did you actually get an I love this show? Yeah. Come on. That's the best. That's adorable. Okay. I have goosebumps so hard. She gets a Christmas gift. Can we find out what she wants? Anything oh that's God. not a pony, I'm willing yes. to send to her because I'll that send was her amazing. A pony. Okay, you do the pony. I'll send the shovel. Um, I'll have to steal it. But but seriously, that was the cutest damn show opener we've God. ever had. It made me cry a little. Uh, yeah, well, she, you know what? She sounded a little bit like Chloe. Maybe that. I think I. she's just adorable. I love kids. Yeah. I don't care much for children, but that was okay. a great show opener, I have to say. She even made my non-maternal, you know, because whatever. Yes. Everybody knows. Okay. So we usually do a mom fail moment to start, but we thought we would give this one to Adam. <laughs> a mom no pressure. Yeah. So usually we, we open the show with some way that we think quote unquote, in our brains that we failed as, as a mom. Obviously this can be a p- parenting. No, fail. Sure. I have plenty of examples of how Danielle's failed as a mom. No, 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 so. no, 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 How you have recently had some shortcomings as a, as a dad. So we'll call this sure. one a dad fail. 
Yeah, the one that I've mentioned many times already is I am not very good at knowing which schools my children go to. Oh, right. Okay. Eh, very much so. <laughs> so I've actually, my, the same child, my daughter, I have dropped her off at the wrong school. Oh, my God. And picked her up at the wrong school. Uh, so I'm, I'm not very good at the, uh, the school thing with my kids. How old is she? Well, this is back when she, how old was she? This was a few years ago. Yeah. And, um, it was, uh, I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit cause you're, you are a horrible storyteller. Well, that's all I can remember. I told you I'm not good at this stuff. <laughs> so he, he was raining outside. She had a project. I asked Adam if he would drive her to school on his way to work. He's like, sure. Gets in the car, drives up to the school. My, our daughter Mia is like. Dad, I don't go here anymore. I'm in middle school now. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. And then the following year, I got a call. Um, mom fail, mom fail for Danielle because the nurse called Danielle and she didn't pick up. So they called me next. So I'm at work and I was asked to pick up our daughter from school from the nurse. So I show up and I get to the school and I go in. I said, I'm here to pick up Mia. And they said, there's no Mia here. And I said, no, no, no. I, no, I got a call from the nurse. I need to come pick up Mia. She's sick. They said, no, there's no Mia here. So she said, you know what? Let me make a call. She called the other school and said, yeah, Mia's at the other school at the nurse's office waiting for you. Yeah. Oh my Where goodness. she goes. <laughs> I'm just, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I um, picked up my kids from school one day, the two, uh, the, the two younger ones, and was on my way to pick up my third child. Drove right past the school, kept going, was hanging a right to make to make it down towards the interstate to go home. And Sophia says, were you going to pick up Matias or are we leaving him there today? And I said, what are you talking about? I was like, well, you drove past the school about five minutes ago and we never got him. And I was like, oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go back, you know, but I was just I figured I had enough kids in the car that it was the right amount. So I understand to an extent. Uh, I totally get that 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 has happened. As long as you pick up your favorite one, that's all that really. <laughs> well, he's my favorite. We've made it abundantly clear on the show. So I actually forgot the favorite. So maybe that no. maybe he's not really the favorite. Who knows? Like you I love said, them all equally. Meredith. I, I'm kidding. I do love them all very much. Like I said, I love my own children. Not so much other people's kids, though. But right. Yeah. Right. Come on. Yeah. Other people's kids are the worst. I'm what? Okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, basically let's chat. Let's talk a little bit about your podcast. Let's talk about things that are going on parenting through this <sighs> pandemic. Like if I never had to say that word again for the rest of my life, I think I'd be totally fine. Right. But unfortunately it continues to march on and <laughs> we're just here continuing to parent through it. Uh, and I'm also yeah. wondering how many parenting books are going to come out of this, right? Like I feel like the writers are just stashing away books and books on their computer that are eventually going to come out. But to be honest, after this is over, I don't want to think about it again. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how well, I almost wonder, like, are we, is it going to be the opposite where everyone's going to be like, I read all these parenting books and none of them told me there was going to be a fucking pandemic. So screw that. I'm not reading any more parenting books because nobody knows what's going to happen. And quite honestly, like, I am looking at things like potty training your kids or whatever you're doing at that point in parenting, when it comes to a pandemic, all of a sudden you are looking at it from a completely different perspective and you don't really care what, you know, 
Dr. So-and-so said about it because he's not living through the pandemic with you now. Yeah, I agree with that. I also feel like (sighs) this has really forced me to pick my battles with my kids even more than in the normal world that we used to live in because I really am at the point now where I just don't care. Like everything has just weighed and graded on me to the point where I look at them and they ask me things sometimes and I'm just like, I don't really care. I mean, if you're not going to get hurt, <laughs> if you like don't jump from the roof, you know, like, like not so hurt, like bad, you right? Know. Like, Otherwise, it's kind of okay. Yeah, seriously though, like I hate my my son has taken up skateboarding during this, okay, and I hate skateboarding. I hate everything about skateboarding, and I would have totally said no prior to this pandemic. I'd have been like, no, I'm not going to let you ride around on a skateboard and go up and down ramps and shit. Like you're going to break something, and now he's getting like two skateboards for Christmas, and my husband built a ramp. <laughs> Not a joke. We have a f-ing ramp that they pull out. On. He put wheels on it so the kid could, so he didn't even have to be bothered to move it. He wheels it out, sits it down, and then you just see him out the window just flying. And it's like, oh my God. 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 I know, but at least they're outside. Like, at least anything that skateboarding actually sounds awesome because it's how many things can we do right now? in a pan like there's so many things we have to say no to the kids for because it's around other people or it's you know going inside at somebody's house yeah. or at least skateboarding he's outside i mean it's kind no, of ideal you're exactly right we've been trying to find ways to get them to be outside and still be distanced from other people because the rule is you can't go in somebody else's house like that's ludicrous no you can't you can't play with your friend in their house but you can play outside in the street far enough away from each other uh, outside of that bubble, that six feet rule or whatever. And the skateboarding is good for that. But he comes in, this kid is covered head to toe in bumps and bruises and this, he's always got an ice pack on him at the end of the night. Um, so it was That's good for them. That kind of reminds me, reminds me of our childhood. Yeah, that yeah. was like our childhood, right? Like, I feel like we, we, we got, we were hurt all the time and we came home and our parents were like, suck it up. You don't have to go to the hospital. You're good. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I guess we, we were definitely softer pre pandemic because I, like I said, I'm at this point, I'm like, nothing is dangling or hanging off of you. You're fine. Go away from me. I cannot take anymore and he just and then he comes inside and he all he wants to do is watch other people skateboard on youtube right Mm -hmm. and i'm watching him watch other people skateboard and they're all falling and getting hurt or whatever and i'm like see this is why you wear pads and he's like but i'll never fall i was like you fell today i watched (laughs) i don't understand what's happening he said well i didn't fall bad mom it wasn't a bad (laughs) fall and i'm like okay i can't there's nothing. I Did you two nothing. already tell us the ages of your kids? I got up to pee because my bladder's that of an 80-year-old. Sorry I about you. that. I didn't know um, if I missed yeah. it. Our, our kids are 15, 12, and 9. Oh, so you're okay. only two boys. So your kids are like Meredith's Exa- kids. Exactly, on the nose. Oh, really? Except my youngest is 10. He just turned 10 in October. And Sophia is 12 in February. So we're literally like stacked. Right. Wow, did you guys plan that? 
Yeah, because we, we did. didn't know each other. We, and... we didn't even plan it ourselves. How could we plan with her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially that last one. I don't know about you, but mine was a whole lot of whoopsie daisy. <laughs> no, Adam wanted a fourth, actually. I, I mean, did too. Did. But he didn't, it was so interesting because he didn't really didn't parent the first three and right. then he wanted a fourth. <laughs> so I was sort of like, oh, that's so interesting that you want a fourth. When you're just really getting involved. Well, for in the- me, it's fun. You know, like right. I love them as babies. The I love that them. stage. I love, I love the baby stage. Now, no more. No, I don't want any more. I want a couple wait, less. Wait, hold on. I want a couple less. You love the baby stage. I do love the baby stage. Well, but so, wait a minute. When he says you- he loves the baby stage, I know what you're thinking. What? She's thinking like, oh, you like taking care of them and changing diapers and getting up in the middle of the night and well, everything. Okay, I- no, no, no. He wants to nap with it. It? <laughs> and then hand it to me for everything else. I see. Yeah. Okay. There's a little bit of bullshit in there, but a little bit of truth. A lot yeah. of truth. Do you know what I've heard, though? Like with men, primarily, not all, but a lot of times, the they don't dig hanging out with the kids until they're a little bit older and they can start to interact and talk and stuff. Like my husband was the same way. And I used to have to always be like, do you even love them? Because you haven't picked them up once. You haven't initiated anything all day. Um, but once they got older, that changed. And so was it kind of like that with you guys? Well, what do you mean by older? Because for me, like zero to six months, not really interested. Right. Six months and older, yes, because they you get feedback. They smile. Yeah. You know, they can sit up themselves, you know. So that's when it starts getting enjoyable. Yeah. When they can like interact. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm still waiting for the age where I enjoy them, but I'll let you know. I'll keep they posted. Well. They're a ton of fun. <laughs> no, but I do. Yeah, I agree with that. And Dave was not. Dave was not involved uh, much when they were when they were younger. I don't think he started to really get into the whole like, oh, that's my kid. I I'm going to participate until probably well into the toddler years. And then it was kind of like, yeah, they're pretty cool, but no interest in babies. Like I remember him holding them and it was always this concerned, confused look. Like, am I going to break it? Um, well, Dave, Dave, sorry. I couldn't, I, I didn't know if everybody could see that or if it was just me. My husband's pulling up crap on the computer and it's popping up on my screen and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, are you showing everybody your email or what are we doing now? Okay. Sorry. I, um, in my husband's defense, anytime he did try to interact with the baby, I would jump in and be like, nope, you're not holding his head right. You got to do it this way. You're not feeding him right. You know, you got to. And the best advice anybody ever gave me was like, let them be a dad, let them mess up, let them figure it out themselves. But if you're constantly hovering over them and complaining, then they're not going to want to pick up the baby for fear of doing it wrong. So I kind of chilled out on that and it got better. Yeah. And it's interesting. I do. I have to give Adam credit because one thing I have to say is our kids all did everything really late. Like, you know, they sat up late, they talked late, they walked late. Like with the first one, you know, you're really nervous. And then by the third, you're like, oh, they'll do it eventually. But Adam and Mike, our kids would have done nothing if it wasn't for Adam, because I was so, I was like, if they looked like they were struggling with anything, I was like, oh, don't, don't hurt yourself. I'll do it. Don't worry about it. And he had to come in and be like, like, let them fall and let them. I never wanted them. I felt like they were suffering if they, which was so stupid, obviously. But he was the only one who would be like, let them, like, let them go, let them do it. And I was always so worried that 
I never really gave them the independence as probably why they did everything so late because I was like, no, 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 don't. Yeah, I'm the one with all the pictures and all the video of their first walking, the first talking, the first sitting up because right. I, I, I encourage and try to <laughs> make them do it. Yeah. 100% though, that's how I am now. And so in my opinion, I don't think it's stupid at all that you were the way you were because that's um, 100% how I am. And I think it comes from a place of love. You don't want them to hurt or feel sad or feel bad. Like I'm at the point now where I, if a kid is mean to my kid, I will have to stop myself from like drop kicking them across the playground because I'm so protective and I don't want them to ever experience negative things, but I know it's not good for them. And that's where their dad comes in and he's like, they're fine. Yeah. Take a breath. They're going to be okay. And it's hard for me to let go of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But at some point you have to learn not to enable, right? You can't enable behaviors that are going to cause them even more grief down the road. So they're going to have to learn how to pick their own battles. And, you know, it's like we're in the middle of, I don't know if you guys are dealing with this right now or not. And I don't know, it's probably not even as bad as it would be in a normal year because we're in the pandemic, but I am in the middle of a lot of teenage girl drama. Um, they text mean things to each other. They say mean things to each other. They say mean things to other people about them to each other. And it's just this like vicious cycle of mean girls drama, you know, at the, at the middle school. And, um, it's, I'm sure it'd be probably worse in a normal year because they're not even really, they're seeing each other at school, but then they're not really spending a lot of time together out of school, but they still find time to be so friggin' nasty to each other. And middle school's the worst. Oh my gosh. Is, is, is your middle one a girl or a boy? A boy. We're, we're lucky about that, but so, yeah, there's still definitely been some drama, but I also wonder sometimes if, Part of it is that, you know, how sometimes you get a text message or something happens over social media and you take it a certain way because you can't read the inflection in the tone and everything that maybe the texting is, it makes it worse sometimes. Like things come across as being so mean and you take it a certain way. Sometimes being in person is just, it's just easier because you can really express yourself. So I'm sure so much of what goes on is like misunderstanding and it just gets blown out of proportion so so if somebody texts i don't like you and i think you're really annoying yeah i would take that as what it says oh okay i mean just you know if there's one exclamation point or two yeah was it heart heart (laughs) it was it was not but i do knife emoji it all depends on the emojis but i do agree with you because i'm a terrible texter i'm blunt I'm to the point and I basically just it's a lot of one one or two word answers or responses because to me it's just a quick way to communicate with you that it's like we still doing the podcast at 10? Yes. Uh, how is everything going? Good. Do you want oh, to Oh no, see you know, I would you, I would be th- I would be in therapy from that conversation. <laughs> I really would. I would be like I would be showing Adam or anybody who would look like she hates me, right? That's she especially if you put K. If you if you put K just the letter K, that's 4 months of therapy for me. Are you an overthinker? Well, if if Danielle's texting me and she has to tell me, I don't know, she's going to the store. It'll take six texts in a row for her to get that point across to me. Somehow or another, whatever she's saying in there, it's six texts in a row just to tell me that yeah. one little thing. It's just pure stream of consciousness texting for me. Like there's no, I just, 
it comes to my head and it goes straight out onto my device. Like I, I'm not, I don't filter it. I don't, but I'm very, very aware because I'm the person you asked if I'm an overthinker probably, but I also, I guess, always assume that people are mad at me. So I, I'm always like looking for, is that, does she, I haven't, I mean, I haven't seen her in two months. Maybe she's mad at me about something. And then she just texted me one word or one letter or, and then I just, my mind just spirals from it. You but do more so thinking I, than you need so to. So on the other way, I spend 17 minutes making sure the person on the other end knows I'm not mad at them. That's me. I get it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, every time we open, every time we're getting ready to have the, to, to get the, sto- the show started, Tiffany says, are you okay? Are you mad at me? And it's like, no, I just, I literally just sat down. I'm not mad at you. Her face though. First of like all, you can't, first of all, this is just my face. We've talked about that on many occasions. This is the face that I have that I was born with. On top of that, I have been in the worst allergy season of my life ever. We moved. I didn't know that we were moving to the Florida Pine National freaking forest. I probably should have done some research, but I moved to the literally the place in the state that would make my allergies the worst. I'm now on weekly allergy shots. And so my face always has this puffy, nasty, gnarly, nasally, disgusting, like way about it. So am I angry at you? No. Am I angry at the universe? Yeah. Am I angry at pine trees? Absolutely. But you know. <laughs> I Not feel you. like you're angry at me for saying that you're angry at me. <laughs> no, not. Okay. I'm not. My love for you knows no bounds. Oh, that's okay. right. Sweet. Yeah. Um, but listen, when we get on here, a lot of times you're like, yeah, check mic one, two, one, two. And I'm like, what if she's actually mad at me and I did something, but she's forced to do this podcast with me still. (laughs) So maybe if I ask her if she's mad right off the bat, we can get it out of the way. She could say what she needs to say. We can work it out and then go on with the podcast. That was my whole thought this morning. You know, a fight on the podcast would be really good content. I'm just saying. We've never been in a fight. You You should work on that. Yeah, no, but because here's the thing here. We, we are, we are definitely opposite people, right? Like I feel like you do, you can have the absolute best relationships with the people that are complete opposites of you. Like I am such an opposite of my husband. I am such an opposite of Tiffany. And I feel like that gives me the ability to look at the perspective from the other person's side. And I can kind of, I don't have to agree. I don't agree with a lot of shit Tiffany says, you know, like I don't, but that doesn't mean that Tiffany can't think it or talk about it or believe in it or whatever. Like it's your space. Go ahead. You know, um, one of my favorite episodes ever was where Tiffany brought a bunch of conspiracy theories that she wanted to talk about. And I laughed the whole time because I was like, you can't possibly believe this stuff. Oh my God, stuff. you should do an episode like that about all your alien conspiracy. Oh, well, <laughs> aliens I believe in. Conspiracy theories. I, aliens I completely believe in. But like, there oh. are some of them that I'm just like, come on, Tiff, you believe this? And she's like, absolutely. Can you, can you give us one, like as an example? I love this stuff. Uh, the Denver airport. Have you, you the what? Denver. You know what? We'll go right to Denver airport. Okay. Um, there is a legend that it is a, there are underground tunnels and that there's evil spirits that live there. The guy who built the horse out front, there's like a giant horse with red eyes. When he was building it, it was like the last day as he was finishing, the horse fell on him and killed him. 
And there's all kinds of like murals of like gargoyles and demons and stuff all over the place. And the square footage of the building is like tens of thousands of square feet bigger than is shown in the airport. So that led people to believe that there's an underground something going on there. Like a portal to hell? Yes. Right. Has anybody ever explored it? I don't know. You're going to have to research. I don't know. But also (laughs) Chuck E. Cheese. Oh. There is a rumor that Chuck E. Cheese recycles pizzas. Uh, They go around to the tables after people leave and they get all the slices. And if you go to Google and you look it up, this is alleged, but there's photos of people receiving their pizzas and the slices being all different sizes. (laughs) And if it starts (laughs) as a pizza... Why are some slices? Does, does it even matter with Chuck E. Cheese pizza? I was just going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, if you are eating at Chuck E. Cheese, you just get what you deserve. Yeah, <laughs> that's real. Well, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I'm not going to argue that. But why don't we ta- why don't we talk about my most favorite one with you, real quick? And you know where I'm going with this. I don't. You don't. Tiffany believes that the government. Whoa, careful! Oh, okay. I okay. It's not listen. It's not that I believe it. Okay, Um, I'm open to the idea. She believes that the government has created an army of pigeons that are robots that fly across the nation to listen into people's conversations to report back to the government to tell everybody what we're doing. They hang out on. Uh, power lines because it's their charging station and they deliver this information so that the government can continue to control us yes okay so i said interesting it's it's a little outdated i mean we're we're all carrying around these phones now anyway so if they want to listen they're listening we don't need pigeons anymore right but and that's what i said to her i said tiffany they're just listening to us via our phones and on our computers and everything else and she's like no no these yeah, pigeons, we've all got man, these, these pigeons. And Siri, you know, speakers. I'm just and, saying. You, have you have ever you seen ever a seen dead pigeon? I like yours better. Sure. I do like that. Yeah. No, it's it's creative. Uh, listen, I didn't there's make a, it up. There's a whole movement online. It's Wait, you didn't make that up? Birds aren't real. No, there's an entire movement called Birds Aren't Real. And it's, a, and it's people who believe that all pigeons are robots of the government. Hmm. Yeah. That's why there's so many in New York City. Think about it, though. That's why they're everywhere. Listen, I'm not saying you have to believe it, but I believe that you should question everything anyway instead of just blindly believing everything that that you're told. That birds are birds? You should not blindly believe that birds are birds. I'm just saying that that would be genius um, because a bird could land right next to you. And it's just, you wouldn't even know. You'd just be like, there's a bird. And then you'd talk about your most deepest, darkest secrets with the bird there because you feel so comfortable that it's just a bird. If there there are top secret people meeting to discuss world changing, sketchy plans. Is that what's happening when they're pooping? They're actually pooping out the information. Too much data. That is somehow getting delivered to the government. Oh, that's a data dump. Yeah, that's useless. Data dump. Perfect. But think about it. So you got these two mob bosses. You need to hear their conversation. How do you get in there? Send a friggin' pigeon. P- pigeons, of course. Pigeons. Right. So, but, right. So this is a crazy one. Right. <laughs> yeah. Clearly it's it's the it's the rest of us and not yep. the, the the real bird people. <laughs> um another one of my another one of my favorite ones from that show was Mattress Firm. 
Mattress firm. Think about it. There's a mattress firm on every corner and they're always empty. It's because they're laundering money. Could be. When you drive around your town next time, if you ever leave your house, which if you're like me, you don't. But if you do, (laughs) count how many friggin' mattress firms you see and then ask yourself. What's a mattress firm? It's a mattress store. Oh. They sell mattresses. Mattress firm where it's easy to get a great night's sleep. Not sponsored by Mattress Firm, by the way. (laughs) I thought that might help ring a bell. But anyway. um, I drove past two or three yesterday taking my son to his well visit. Um, Yeah, we definitely, I'm picturing right now in our town where they're, well, I I think that all about sleepies and everything too. I'm like, how do these places stay in business? How often are people going to the store to buy a mattress? And why are there so many? Though? Like you buy a mattress, what, at once every 10, 15 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, even even on the window of the store, it, it says like they have like eight or 10 year warranties. Oh, so it's like, alleged. I mean, I'm sure that mattress firm is really just a money a laundering store. scheme. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. If they're listening. Yeah. But well, you- it's like those furniture stores. They're always... Clearance sales. They're always 50 off clearance sales. And then a new furniture store comes in. And then two years later, they're having their clearance sale 50 off. Every- Don't you see those guys outside spinning the signs? Yeah. Yeah. Furniture- Do you guys have that there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have it all the time here. Why I are always- furniture stores always opening and closing and 50 offing? For some 50, reason, whenever I see offing. sign spinners, I always like give them an extra wave and like a, like a point because I want them to know that they're appreciated. You know what I mean? I feel bad. I feel like that's got to be a pain in the ass to stand on the side of the road in the heat all the time. So I'm always yeah. like, hey, great job. You know what I mean? Just make them feel better. Yeah. Probably, like what a psycho old lady. I you saw. Were, you, I was going to say you guys were talking before about how you never fight on your well, you never fight and you never fight on your podcast. And I think that probably if I did it with my best friend, I wouldn't fight either. But it's different doing it with your husband. Oh, yeah. If Dave and I had a podcast, it would just be episodes of us fighting. I would need to be right. on it to mediate, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Oh, that could be good. You should do that. I think about that all the time. Yeah. But, yeah. But I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Like, I think my, if I was with a friend, we would just be laughing the whole time like you guys. But it's, I mean, we laugh a lot on the podcast. Well, it, when we first started the podcast, we we were fighting almost every episode if it wasn't just a fun, you know, game kind of episode. But as, as it progressed, I think the fighting, ha- we, we've learned, because we, we've spoken to each other more since we started the podcast than we ever have in our lives. Mm-hmm. So I think we've kind of progressed in our conversation and can control the fighting situation maybe because the fighting has definitely diminished. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So we, we don't, things that we say today, we would have fought about. A year and a half ago on the podcast. Communication. You opened up those pathways. I love that. Or we just literally have nothing else to talk about anymore because we've done hours and hours and hours and hours of podcasts. Can you tell us about your podcast? What started it? What's it about? Oh, boy. What does that mean? (laughs) You got time for this? (laughs) (laughs) We've got all the time. Um, Yeah, it started sort of like in the throes of us fighting all the time in our marriage, like going through the worst time of our marriage. But at the end of the day, even when we were going through this bad time, we would always sit together at the end of the day and like either end up laughing or crying. Mm -hmm. And one night I was just like, why aren't we recording this? 
And so, you know, we were sort of like, we could either get divorced or start a podcast. Let's one of those. Wow. So we, well, were so- we, we were in a bad place with each other at this time. This was 2018. So it's just two years ago. Yeah. So we were in like a really bad place. We were not spending time with each other. I was trying to escape and run out. I'd go out to dinners after work by myself. And so I, I would get home later and just have to go home and go to sleep. Wow. So we were just kind of like avoiding and just if we saw each other, it was fighting. So we were not connected in any way. Whoa. Hold on. How long have right. you get, how long were you married at that point? Uh, 16 years. 16 years. Wow. That's super yeah. honest of you to be like, I was legitimately like avoiding. Oh, it was oh, yeah. terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was, I was in a bad, like my, my dad had just passed away a couple of years before that or a year before that. So I was like in this weird kind of funky place in my life and just kind of spiraling out of control. And we got to this point. And, I, and Danielle kind of just was like, what, what can I do? What can I do to save us? What can I do to save him? How can we be together? And how can I, he was also doing all kinds of dumb stuff. So I was sort of like, how can I sort of keep him home and interested in being home? And he loved podcasts, like loved podcasts. And he loves like technical stuff. So um, I was sort of like, well, if he's recording a podcast, he has to be in the house. He can't be out, you know, like doing all the stupid stuff he was doing, but it totally could have been a disaster. I mean, it did not have to work. Yeah. It did not have to work. And it was, it was, yeah, scary. (laughs) I have chills right now because it's like you were at this crossroads and you, you like weren't ready to just give up. So you're like putting in the effort. What can we do trying to save it? And you started this podcast together. And I, so then it, it went well, I'm assuming. Well, we, we bought, we, we made a decision. Let's do it. Right. So we decided we do it, but if we do it, we're all in, like, there's no holding back. It's real. There's nothing we're going to, we're not, it's not a show. It's not scripted. This is something that we're just going to come out and be real. And, uh, we bought the stuff and it sat there for about three months. I mean, as we just kind of walked by it, yeah. like, yeah, oh, there's that no, podcast yeah. stuff. Are we going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then we finally just said, all right, let's do it. We sat down, we recorded. It was a disaster. We tried it again and again, disaster. We had to throw out the first episode and uh, recorded the next one. And then it just went from there. What What was the disaster about the first one? Just like we, formatting? We just didn't, not that we know what we're doing so much today, but back then when we really didn't know what we were doing. Right. What, what specifically was just- We just, just had just, never spoken into a mic. We didn't know. We just, it was like- you know, getting a, on the top of a ski slope when you've never skied before and starting going down and being like, oh, shit, I should probably should know how to do this. Right. I, yeah. <laughs> should probably, and we just sort of like I figured that because because our conversations together, those nights just went so smoothly and they were so, you know, funny or interesting or we just figured, oh, we'll just do it in front of microphones and it'll be just as easy. And obviously, as you both, it's not the same as just talking regular. I mean, in some ways. Well, it it's is, funny because it's the first time we talked into a mic, or at least for me, I don't know how to talk into a mic. I've never been in radio or video or anything like that. And I sound like such an asshole. Like I, all of a sudden, this weird radio voice comes out of my mouth. <laughs> I wasn't trying to. Right. I didn't know what I was doing. He was trying to be like Casey Kasem. <laughs> <laughs> and and like, this what is am Casey I doing? Kasem. Why am I doing this? Yeah, why do I sound like this? <laughs> I love doing the dishes. Yeah, that he was totally like, I, I was like, who the are you (laughs) that is so funny so so how is the podcast today how's it going as far as like 
listening listeners. I feel like you guys have a pretty big following, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's great. I mean, but the one thing was when when we decided to do it and we I mean, we really put stuff out there that nobody knew and even in our family like nobody knew, you know, secrets that were revealed that after we released the episode, I was sort of like I say I have like, you know, recording remorse every time we record something because I'm like, I can't believe I just said that we have to edit it out. I would be like texting him being like, no, we, we, we got, you got to edit that out because we can't really put that out into the world. Right. And, um, and I think people were really like, thank you for saying what I have been thinking, but I'm too humiliated to say, I mean, and, um, and so we really quickly, it, it picked up and, you know, it got covered in newspapers and stuff like that. And um, it's really been incredible, like the community that we've built and how much people have been supportive because we really do reveal, you know, some really intimate and, awful parts of our marriage you guys have three hundred and five thousand instagram followers yeah that's insane <laughs> it's a great community and and the cool your, thing is your ig post yesterday or the day yeah. before yes yesterday yesterday fantastic yeah. fantastic oh, thank you yeah, it was like, well, it was three years since the night that sort of like catalysts, mm -hmm. you know, all of this had happened and, um, you know, pops up in your Facebook memories, right? Like a picture. And you're when you see that picture, you're either like, oh, that was an awesome night or that was an awful night. And that picture popped up. Uh, it was my 40th birthday party and wound up being the worst night of my life. And so, you know, what I was sort of trying to say in the post is, when I posted that picture, everybody was like, oh, my God, you guys look so gorgeous and so happy and so this and so that. And I, meanwhile, we were in the the worst time of our lives. So, you know, it's like, don't believe everything you, you see. Yeah. Yeah. It's such an important message. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, so think, was... I think that I think that when we talk about marriage with such with such raw humility, it gives people hope because marriage, there are so many sides to marriage that aren't joyful, loving, butterfly, unicorn, shit, hugs, and kisses. There, there's so many parts of it. There are parts of marriage that you, that you don't want to fess up and admit to, but when you do, it demystifies it. And other people can say, you know, I've had that conversation with my spouse and I thought that it was shameful or wrong, but other people are having this exact conversation. So obviously it's normal to have those conversations or to have, you know, those feelings or emotions towards another person. Um, yeah. I remember, especially after giving birth the first time, I remember looking at him and thinking, oh my God, I love you so much. You just, we created this beautiful baby together. And within three days of having our first son, I looked at him and thought, I hate you more than anything. And if I could kill you and dig a hole, I'd do it. And I would look a cop dead in the eye and say, it wasn't me. Like <laughs> that it was, it was so like the emotions were like so intense as, you know, especially around those times when you like give birth and you're always telling these new families, these new moms and these new dads, like, oh my God, it's just the best time ever. And you're going to love every minute of it. And I was literally looking at him. Like if I had a two by four, I'd hit you. I'd hit you in the face. 
<laughs> like I, and he knows it too. Because and we all know that feeling. No one's going to be like, oh, I've never thought that about my spouse before. We've all wanted to hit our spouse in the face at some point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have, we absolutely no. have. Yes. We no, don't be no. fibbing over there. Do not be a fibber. My husband launched a Taco Bell taco at my head one time from a good distance away, right? Out of anger? <laughs> yes. I was pregnant at the time, and I must have demanded 50 different things that I was hungry for. And he couldn't get any of the things. Like, it was late at night. The only thing that was open was Taco Bell. And he comes back with a soft taco for me. And I was like, that's not what I asked for. And he was like, well, that's what you're going to get. And throws this taco. And of course I duck and it smashes on the wall. <laughs> and just bean burrito is just, and I was like, <gasps> I was so, I was like, how dare you? And it's like, and looking back on that moment, I'd have thrown a taco too. Like clearly it wasn't going to hurt me. It was a soft shelled taco, sure. but he was so frustrated with me in that moment. I think I must've asked for a million different things. I want a grilled cheese. I want this. I want pickles. I want ice cream. I want, he's like, we don't have any of that. Well, I want a Big Mac. I want to, and it's, the only thing that was open was Taco Bell. And I wasn't happy. That was not the answer I wanted. Right. <laughs> so I would have been, but <laughs> yeah, I, I would have licked that wall so fast. <laughs> 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 but, but, but there, you know, there are just, there are lots of times and it early in our marriage, I used to get so pissed at him when he would go golf. I would get so angry. It's like, why do you want to spend time away from me? Why do you want to be out of the house? Why do you, and looking back, I know why he wanted to leave. I mm -hmm. was the most annoying person on the planet. I was so needy and so overbearing and so down, like just down his throat all the time. And now it's like the guy golfs like almost every day and it's like, great. Have a wonderful time. Don't come back too soon. Love you so much. Like go, go enjoy your space. I want to enjoy my space. You go enjoy your space. But I didn't understand that in the beginning of our marriage. It takes so long to figure these things out. And I think sometimes marriages fail simply because you haven't really figured out who the other person is yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I also yeah. think our needs change from day to day. Like yeah. there's days where my husband will be in the other room for too long. And I'm like, you don't even love me anymore. And then there's other days where he's like, I'm going to go with my friends. And I'm like shoving a bag by the front door. I'm like, okay, have fun. Bye. Right. It's like, it's based off of my needs at the time. And I think that's where communication comes in. When I'm feeling like needy, I'm like, can you please love me? Like, I just need some love. I need a hug. That's all. And then I'll feel better and not neglect it. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I know it is. It's, I mean, we've gone through what started, you know, in the beginning of the podcast to where it's gotten to now is like, trust me, we still fight, but it's, it's just, it's just a different vibe, you know, because we've gone through so much and, you know, there's still like anger and all of that, but we just deal with it differently. But the, the beautiful thing is, is that, you know, when we first started it and you talk about the community, you know, on Instagram and it's so awesome. But one thing that is so great is that 
like the support. Anytime I put a post out like that yesterday and you expect people to be like, you should be divorced or, you know, and there are the few that do say that, but mostly people are like, oh my God, me too. And one thing that's so interesting about marriage is that everybody talks about infidelity, which is obviously awful and to go through it. And, you know, some people survive it. Some people don't, but there's all these gray areas. I feel like of marriage that nobody talks about, right? Like the financial stuff Mm -hmm. and the lying, but maybe it wasn't infidelity or, you know, the secrets or like, there's all these gray areas that nobody ever talks about. It's either like kind of talk about cheating or you think people have a perfect marriage, but yet there's all these other gray areas. And so, you know, it's like, I think we brought out a lot of those gray areas that uh, other places, other platforms don't talk about. You know, it's not always cut and dry. No, nothing Nothing about marriage is cut and dry, you know. And I think, you know, Tiffany is, is, and what you're saying, because this was, 2018 was year 16 for you. Yeah. So we're, we're in year 17 now. And I can definitely tell you up probably for the first 10 years of our marriage, I was just way too much to handle, way too much to deal with. Like I was a lot, I was a lot, a lot, a lot. And I was also playing a martyr because I could do, I was the one who did everything and I was the only one who could do everything because everybody else was just awful at doing the things that needed to be done. And so it was, it was a difficult road to, to, you know, a difficult journey, but luckily over the last, you know, seven years, we've been able to, like you're saying on your podcast, we've been able to kind of communicate and talk through these things. We still fight and argue and have disagreements, but you, you both know that you're coming to the table to have the talk. Whereas before we weren't communicating at all. And yeah. everything. Do you feel everything. like do you feel like it's changed more in the last couple of years? I feel like in the last two years, especially I guess with this pandemic, I feel like I've aged like five to ten years in the last two years. <laughs> and like I said, we don't fight as much as we used to. She still does things that we, we used to would have fought you know fight about. I do. And so do I. Oh, <laughs> I have a list. It's a, hold on. And, and, so, and I do things that she, you know, she would probably want to fight me about, you know. But I don't know, in the last couple of years, maybe it's the podcast, maybe it's this pandemic, maybe it's I feel older. I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I'm not even going to bother. Like, I don't care. Like, it brushes over my, you know, my shoulder. I'm just, you I don't want to fight about it. I'm so, I'm too tired. I'm too, you know. Well, the that brings up a whole, you know, the pandemic brings up a whole other thing. I don't know about you guys, but we haven't been on a date since last February. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, that's the longest. We used to have date night every weekend. It was probably even before that. Maybe, but we used to literally have date night every Saturday night. Our kids knew, you know, they were getting babies, so we were going to go out. And I think it saved our marriage so many times. And now it has literally, I mean, we'll still sit on the couch and watch a movie together and stuff, but we don't, we haven't left the house and had, you know, a dinner out, the two of us, or gone to a hotel, obviously, or any of that, that is brings up a whole different kind of issues. Because really, you're, you're sort of like, in the throes of it 24 seven with no break, just the two of you. Yeah, we haven't um, been away from the kids the whole time. Uh, And that is definitely stressful. And I he said to me last night, we were talking with our community group after wines day. And he's like, what's the first thing you guys are going to do when this is over? And before he could finish that sentence, I turned to him and I said, going to the Caribbean for 10 days. 
Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. We're going to the Caribbean for 10 days. That And he's like, I'm not going to the Caribbean for 10 days. I'm like, well, then I'll see you after on day 11. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. like, we're going to the Caribbean for 10 days. I was like, I want to be by an ocean or a pool or some body of water with an umbrella and a drink with an umbrella in my hand. That's what I want to do. And I want to... So you're going to the Caribbean for 10 days and he's going for five days. Maybe, yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, but I because at first I said two weeks and he said no way. And I said, all right, I'll compromise to 10 days. But mm-hmm. seriously, like, and if that's a fantasy, you know, I'm not saying that's, that, that I'm gonna, we're going to actually be able to pull that off, but that's what I want to do. He asked me what I wanted to do, like not the reality of what it would be. But I do. I want to travel. I haven't traveled in February was my last work trip. Yeah. And I I'm know, like, crazy. I just want to go anywhere, but, but not only have you not traveled, you don't know whether to plan anything or not because no. nobody knows when this is going to be, you know, like nobody, it, it's, it's so hard to even like, I'll, I used to look online. We never would go, but I used to look at like hotels and resorts and whatever. It's like, it was almost like it calmed me to just look at vacations. I agree. I would Now do that. it depresses me. Because I have no idea when we'll be going anywhere again. I haven't looked this entire time to plan a trip because that's the other thing too is like I don't know when we're going to be eligible and what round we're going to be eligible to get a vaccine and I've said it on here before and it's not I'm not having an argument with anybody but my family will be vaccinated we will go first in line and if you don't want your dose I'll take it yeah like we're gonna go (laughs) and we're gonna get our vaccine we're getting you know the whole family and and then I feel like at that point once I'm injected I feel like then I can plan a trip but I don't know when we're gonna get our shot I don't know if it's gonna be March or June Sure. You know, I have no idea. I'm hoping and I'm praying that these the healthcare staff can get it this month, like they're saying it's going to happen because it is over in the UK. And I hope we give the green light and we can get these doctors and nurses and providers um, vaccinated. But like, I don't know when we're going to get vaccinated. Um, but I don't. Th- I'm not going to travel until I do that. Right. You know, and I, and so I don't know. It is, it's, it's, it's exhausting. I, I used to do that all the time. Go on and be like, let's go to Hawaii. Let's go to Thailand. Let's go. And it's like never going to these places. I say yeah. it. I do the Google search. I look at the pictures and I feel better for a few hours. Mm-hmm. Never go. But, you know, it. I don't do it. I haven't done it since before the pandemic because that does depress me at this point. Agreed. <laughs> yep, for sure. All right, so <laughs> where can uh, where can everybody find you guys? So yeah, we're Instagram <laughs> at Marriage and Martinis. We're on all platforms for podcasts, and um, I mean we're on Twitter, sort of, but not. Yeah, really. I suck at Twitter. Yeah, we're terrible at Twitter. I love Twitter to like go on and scroll, but I just am not good about posting. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we go have- to marriageandmartinis.com. We used to put fun stuff up on there. Maybe I know. We Pre-pandemic, again. we were doing all this like newsletters and it was so great and I had so much fun doing it. But now I'm like, I can either make sure my kid is virtual learning or write a newsletter. And I'm sort of like, I kind of have to do the virtual learning. So you just sit there and watch TikTok videos. All day. <laughs> That's all I do is sit and watch Oh, TikTok the TikTok videos. rabbit hole. I, I took a three-month break from TikTok and just returned yesterday. Well, oh, you're too. Because you actually make videos. I don't make anything and post it. I just am like a voyeur. I, I have, just look at everybody else's stuff. I have never seen a TikTok video. 
Oh my gosh. Well, you're, you are, look, I don't understand TikTok. I like, I'm kind of more on your side, but I just, I got into it and I've started making videos over there. But my son, when he turned 14, um, and he was in ninth grade, his, he was allowed one social media account. I said, you can have one social media app because the rule in our house is no social media prior to high school. So he wanted the TikTok. So he actually, about three weeks ago, or two weeks ago, um, said, I deleted TikTok. And I said, why? And he goes, I was spending too much time on it. And it was just, it was unhealthy. Wow. And I was like, holy shit. That was mature. If I could have that kind of willpower. Yeah. <laughs> and I For was sure. like, are you sure you really deleted? He's like, check my phone. I don't have it. I was wasting a lot of time. I do I really that. love TikTok. I have to say, again, I don't post anything. There's a lot of entertaining stuff on TikTok. I really think that like people, the creativity of people is just unbelievable. Sometimes I watch something and I'm like, how did they even come up with this? Yeah. You know, it's and really... Tiffany's, Tiffany's is really good. I, I, there, I follow Yours a lot is of really people. Good, I follow yeah. a lot of people and um, I enjoy too. the TikTok, but it is a time suck. The t- I love how you call it the TikTok. She's yeah. 90. I know that's, I love the TikTok, <laughs> yeah. the Instagram, the Google, the everything. Yeah. That's how I feel though. These things are like, enti- it's like, they're like entities, right? Like, I just feel like you have to give them their own, I don't know, right? space. Yeah. But anyway, well, it was absolutely fabulous chatting with you guys as always. Yeah, you guys too. Thank you so much for having us. Have we been I... being watched this whole time? Yeah. Oh, by birds. Did, did you not know? I did not know. Okay. I would have showered if I had known that. I would. No. I would have. I would have displayed our glorious podcast room. In the oh yeah! Right so now. we just moved to a new house. I know you just moved to Meredith, yeah. but you look like you're way further along than we are. Um, welcome to our podcast studio. <laughs> right. When did you move? We literally moved uh, four minutes away from our old house. Adam is a serial mover. Uh, um, it's an it? issue. Yeah. He. We are getting him an intervention for it. But this is the sixth sixth time we have moved um since we've been married and no, since if, we've been if together. he moves again he's moving alone since so how together, long have you married. been in the new house in this one since september okay well then you are really new because we're six months in now because it okay. was june july august september october november yeah, yeah so you can see we have painted the bottom half of the wall that's we just great. have not gotten to the top half yet it takes we'll be, time. We, we will get there eventually. I don't think you're officially really moved in for like that whole first year because I still have a stack of pictures that need to get hung I in the other room. And then I have, there are still a couple of boxes that are left. I've been looking for things that I still can't find and I'm like, got lost in the move, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but it does take a while to get everything up. Uh, but yeah. yeah, you're definitely still early September. You're just moved in. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I you're appreciate fine. that. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on today, guys. We truly appreciate, appreciate you. If you're not following them and listening, you need to head over and do so immediately. Um, obviously these are our people. So, um, they are officially Tioli endorsed. I'm going to do that now, Tiffany. Yeah, it's why? Tioli. Tioli. Right. Nobody understands. I didn't know what Tioli was. My husband kept writing, get your Tioli merch. And it's take it or leave it as an acronym. And I read it like it was this like, like Italian spaghetti pasta. I was like, <laughs> get your Tioli merch, you know? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, what? this is an ad spot, right? For like a spaghetti or something. He's like, you moron. That's your podcast name. 
So you're officially. That sound good. Yeah, Tioli. There you go. I like it. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) They've been Tioli endorsed. You can't take it back. That's fine. They're fine. You Uh, are the problem. Um, I can't wait to go back and listen to your beginning podcast. I think those will be interesting to hear. Ooh, how maybe don't listen correct. to the beginning. I want to, though. Oh, okay. I love imperfection. And like, okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited, right. actually. I, yeah. I can't listen to the can you guys, I can't listen to the first episodes of, of our, of our I podcast. I can't listen to any episode. I will not go back and listen oh. to any episode. I can listen to like 30 on the first 30. I'm like, oof. But yet people start from the beginning and they're like, we love it. I'm like, how? Yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> But you should. You should start at the beginning. We always tell people when they're like, you guys have a podcast. It's like, yes, go back to episode one. Listen through. We have some people in here that have already listened a couple of times through. Um, we're just excited because we're getting close to episode 100. So yeah, that's it. That is exciting. It's exciting. That's it's exciting. Yeah, we, we, we forgot. <laughs> right, right. We didn't realize it was episode 100 until after. But uh, most people start with our ep- with episode 31 for ours, and then kind of jump around from there. That's the one with the po- post from yesterday on yes, Instagram. Yes, that's the 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 uh, related episode. Yeah, the people come for that episode and stay for the laughs i guess I don't know. well and make sure to follow on instagram and subscribe to their podcast and all of the things and like i said before teoli endorsed so it's good stuff oh, guys. thank you guys you guys are awesome we appreciate it you guys are both great well thank, thank you. you so much you guys too thanks for coming thanks. on have, a, right. have a happy holiday you, you too, too bye. bye bye join us next week for another episode of take it or leave it an advice-ish podcast for parents hosted by two struggling moms who have no no idea idea what what we're we're doing. doing. See you next week, guys. We love you. Bye.